I laughed myself even before, even still, but I just wanted to be more comfortable. Best thing ever, anyone, like, yo, oh, she is a princess and I love her. We can help you. To tell her that she is beautiful. This is the best thing I've ever done for myself. Just Skin Deep, the transformative power of plastic surgery and its impact on people's lives. I'm your host, Romy Siabi. Today we're going to be talking to Princess Munu, who had reconstructive surgery. Hello, Princess. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How old are you? I'm nine years old, turning 10 on September 11th. Really? Your birthday soon was... Do you want a big party for your birthday? Huh? Do you want a big party for your birthday? Yes. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get one. What grade are you in? I'm in grade four. Which school do you go to? Ferry Park Primary School. Do you enjoy going to school? Yes. Really? What What are your favorite subjects? Tell me. Um, my favorite subjects are Anderson Psych and English. Wow. Are you good at English? Yes. I can tell that. Princess, do you remember any of the surgeries that you had when you were in hospital? Well, I remember my last one. Which was it? Um, it was on, I don't remember the month, the month, I think it was May. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I remember my last one. And then what did the doctors do? Um, the doctors took a bone from my rib and put it in my gum so that my cheek can grow straight. Was it painful? Yeah, it was, but it wasn't that much painful. How long did it take you to feel better again? Um, two weeks. Oh, you heal fast, Miss. Yes. So what do you like to do when you come back from hospital? Um, I like to go to the zoo. Oh, nice. I also like going to the zoo. Yeah, I, I love animals, actually. Which one's your favorite? Uh, my favorites are bunnies, but mostly my favorites are giraffes. Oh, do you think you want to be as tall as a giraffe? You are. I can already tell. <laughs> I can already tell. So, can you explain, do you know what cleft palate is? Yes, it's a bilateral cleft palate. Oh, so you know what it is. Okay, can you explain more about it? Well, most, most children get sick. Some, some adults also used to have it, but you can tell from a person's lip that they had a surgery when they were young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but my mom always says that if you have a cleft palate, don't let people bully you and be very confident because you look very pretty. And you are very confident and very pretty. Thank you. Oh, yes, you are. You're a little diva. I love it. Have, has going to surgery and doing the cleft palate made it easy for you to eat and to speak? Not that much. Like, if I eat something hard, um, it actually, like, hurts me a lot. But when I eat something soft, sometimes it comes out of my nose. So you don't eat a lot of zimbas, ne? That's easy. Sweet? Yes, I love sweets, but my mom always says that I must eat the soft ones. Yeah, I know you should. Otherwise, it's going to hurt. Yeah. So what's your favorite toy? 
Um, my favorite color is my bike. What kind of bike is it? It's a pink and black one. But the wheels are only black, the rest of it is pink. I'm sure it is very pretty. Do you have a picture? No, I don't have a picture of it, but it's very big. Wow. Do the other kids bully you at school? Yeah, most of them, but I just ignore them because they make me cry sometimes. The things that they say are really, very mean. You must ignore them. Yeah, no, they're just being very, very mean. Your mom told me that you're a Smile Foundation ambassador. Do you enjoy that? Yes. What do you enjoy most about it? Um, I enjoy that I get to interact with people who may also look like me and who also have bilateral cleft lip and palate. Oh, that is very nice. So what do you teach them? Well, I teach them to be confident and to love the way that they look. Oh, that is nice, man. That is very good advice. So do you think having surgery has made a difference in your life? Yes. How has it done that? It's taught me to be very concerned. It's taught me that everything that you see cannot be like the way that you expect it to be. But yeah, I love having six rays. So the nurses and the doctors who took care of you, would you like to say anything to them? Yes. What would you like to say to them? I'd like to say thank you to the nurses, doctors, and physicians who took care of me. I love them so much, and I'm really grateful for what they do for me. They're very, very nice. Oh, that is so beautiful, princess. What would you like to say to somebody who has cleft palate like you? Um, I'd like to say to the people who have a cleft palate like me that you just need to be yourself and enjoy the way that you look because many people don't look like you which makes you feel very special and you are very special thank you how would you like to be when you grow up a surgeon a surgeon what kind of surgeon a plastic surgeon i want to help children i like to help children the same way that the surgeons helped me ah that is awesome princess ah thank you so much Thank you. <laughs> I have here with me Kim Robertson, who's the CEO, and Sylvia Mtunu. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yes, she's the coordinator for the Smile Foundation. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having us in, in your studio. It's really lovely to meet you and be here in person. Thank you. Okay, Kim, I'm going to start with you. Absolutely. Um, tell us a bit more about the uh, Smile Foundation, what inspired it, and what you guys do. 23 years ago, there was a baby born to a young mother who um, didn't quite know what to do because her baby couldn't smile. So the baby's mouth was completely still. It couldn't move at all. So this young mom started writing letters to then President Nelson Mandela, asking him, please, can you help? And after two years, eventually, President Nelson Mandela got this letter in the mail. And he phoned our executive director, Mark Lovner, and said, Mark, there's a young mom with a daughter who can't smile, we need help. So the young lady was diagnosed with Mobius syndrome. They don't have nerves in their face at all. And because of that, they have very little eye movement, they can't smile, they battle to talk, they battle to drink. And there was nobody in South Africa at the time that could do the surgery. So the options were for little Tando to go to America and have the surgery there, or for 
the, the surgeons to come to South Africa and do the skills transfer here. So that's what they decided to do. I'm a nursing sister, and I was in oh. theatre during that time when they brought this baby into theatre. Well, she mm. was a little girl then. Um, she was about eight. And they brought Tando into theatre to have the very first surgery. So Tando had the surgeons from America, and they did the surgery in South Africa. And they then did the skills transfer to the doctors, and they fixed Tando's face. So that was the very first surgery that was done as the Smile Foundation. And that was 23 years ago. So in 23 years, we've then continued to do surgeries on children with craniofacial abnormalities. So children who look different to other children. Mm. A child who's born looking different affects an entire family. It affects an, an entire community. It doesn't just affect the child. A lot of, there's a lot of myths surrounding these kids that are born looking different. So a lot of them are kept hidden away. If a child is born with a cleft lip and palate, they're hidden away from society because of the myths surrounding that. So we're trying to change this and making sure that these children get their surgeries at three months so they start looking like other children immediately. Mm -hmm. And that is really important. And that is the whole basis of the Smile Foundation that everybody deserves to live a life free of bullying, free of teasing, and looking like everyone else. You put a smile on their faces. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Sylvia, you are more than just a coordinator for the foundation. You started out as a patient. Mm. Well, your daughter was a patient. Why, why was she a patient? What surgery did she need to have? Okay. My daughter, Princess, was born on the 11th of September in 2013. Surprisingly, when I had it, then she was different. She was looking different. I remember the nurses telling me that there's something wrong with her. Mm. Imagine by that time I already had other three kids, then they were perfect. Then suddenly I have this one. So the doctors at the hospital told me that she was born with a cleft lip and a palate. I didn't know what was going on. They tried to explain to me what was going on. So eagerly, my husband and I started to Google to find out mm -hmm. what is the diagnosis all about. And we were also, you know, lucky to find this foundation, which is the Small Foundation. So we did some inquiry, phone them, then they gave us the whole info. Luckily, there was a Smile Week, which happened at uh, Chris Hanibaragwanath in 2014 in February so they invited us with the whole we met the whole team you know the team the pediatricians you know the surgeons we also met the psychologists you know they also explained the whole procedure what's going to happen so princess started to have her first surgery in February 2014 which is the lip repair so far princess already had eight surgeries you know so the last one she had, it was this year in May in Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital where she did a bone graft. Princess is almost 10 years old, so mm. we've been with this family for almost 10 years old. So, And we are grateful for the help we had because we didn't even pay any cent, you know, regarding the whole situation. Because... Yeah, yeah. The time she was born, we did inquire, you know, with some private hospitals, and they told us the surgeries are expensive, which was about 50 plus, so we didn't have a medical aid. So we were lucky to find small foundations, so all the surgeries were 
freely done, you know, and all the surgeries were success. So she is growing so much fast and she is indeed a princess, you know. Yes. So Kim, I assume the, the surgeries are free then? So the surgeries are free to, to the patients, to the government patients, yeah. that is correct. And what about non-government patients? <laughs> well, non-government patients, um, we do surgeries. We work in 18 hospitals okay. throughout South Africa. So we've got a, a memorandum of, of understanding with the government's um, with the health department mm. and we now have those memorandums with 18 different hospitals throughout the country and we work in those hospitals in collaboration with them. Mm. So we support them to make sure that these surgeries are done. Um, patients who don't have medical aids, we will still assist them, but it depends what the what level they're on. If if they don't have a medical aid, but they are on the higher income, mm -hmm. they will have to pay whatever amount the hospitals oh, easy, charge easy, them. Obviously, easy. yeah. So, what are some of the key programs that the foundation focuses on? So we have a lot of programs that are running. Our our major thing that we do is having what we call a small week. Okay. And a small week is when we go into a hospital, one of the 18 around the country, and we work with the government hospital. So we go to clinics ahead of the time, and that's what Sylvia does. She then attends the clinic, makes sure that the, that the children are, um, are, are there, that they've been seen by the doctors, and then they, they get put into, onto the list, onto the theater mm -hmm. list, for when we're booking the small week. So the small week is then we do to, between 21 and 28 patients during that week, and there'll be different things wrong with them. So it won't just be cleft lip and palate. It'll be ears. Um, some kids are born without ears. And how do you wear glasses if you don't have ears? We had a little girl in Port Elizabeth that was born without ears, and she turned seven, and she needed glasses, and we made sure that the, the ears were then created by the plastic surgeon. So that's where the reconstructive surgery comes into it. These are things that make kids look like other kids, because you can imagine being born without an ear, you get teased horribly, mm -hmm. and that's what we want to prevent. Now, I can imagine that fundraising plays an important role. So very much so. Um, fundraising is always very difficult. We're a non-government organization, so mm. we have to raise funds to do what we're doing. And we go out to corporates. We approach corporates. We're a non-profit organization that is accountable for every single cent that we spend. We've made sure that we are accountable. So anybody who donates to us, we do a report afterwards where every cent that we have spent goes into that. They get pictures of the children before and after, okay. so they know exactly what these kids have been through, mm. plus they know what we've spent money on. So during a small week, the kids get given uh, a toiletry bag, the parents get given a toiletry bag. Those toiletries are also donated to us by different organizations. So if somebody can't give money, they can also give toiletries. Mm. The kids that are in hospital, sometimes they've got to wait like, um, Princess had mm. to wait at Nelson Mandela for a day after she got her testing done, and then she um, she had her surgery, and then she had another two or three days in in hospital. So those kids need things to keep them entertained, like coloring books and jigsaw puzzles and that. Mm. So people do donate that to us as well. Oh, so everything is on donations, yeah. and then also people can say they want to donate a thousand rand a month or a hundred rand a month to Smile Foundation. And they can do a debit order with us. 
And then we also do events. So we run a whole lot of events during mm. the year. We have movie nights and spinathons and cyclethons and, uh-huh. you know, and people can then do a challenge that they want to do to raise the money for Smile. Mm. So on our website, there's a page where they can actually say, okay, I'm going to raise a certain amount of money for Smile Foundation and this is what I'm doing. This is my challenge and that's how I'm going to do it. Now you guys have been in existence for 23 years, you said, right? Correct. Obviously, you faced some challenges in that time. Well, I think our biggest challenge over that time would probably have been COVID. And and what we did then, because we weren't allowed to then put a whole lot of kids into hospital. Mm. And remember, one in 700 children in South Africa is born with a cleft lip. So what we did during that time, we didn't want the backlog to get too big. So we started doing what we call a slate, which is one surgical list a week. So instead of the kids being admitted, 28 kids being admitted over five days, they then admitted two or three children, which will be done on one day. And in certain hospitals, um, uh, George McCurry, uh, no, sorry, Steve Biko, um, Tigerberg and Gray's Hospital, we do what we call a smile slate. And it's just a one-day surgery, and three or four kids get their surgery on that day. Mm-hmm. But then that happens every single week. So it's a different way of doing it. So we, we looked at the challenge of COVID and we decided to change it. Yeah. And after COVID, we did have quite a big backlog. So in two years ago, three years ago, we were doing about 460 kids a year. In this last financial year, we did 1,066 children. We assisted wow. them in that time. That's amazing. And just remember, though, it's holistic treatment. So we've got psychologists, social workers, um, dietitians, and they all work together with this child. It's not just the surgery and the families because the families are very stressed going into this. So we support them through this as well. What What has been the impact, Sylvia, um, the surgeries have had on not just your daughter but your whole family? You know, we were not okay at first because I uh, remember when I had princess, uh, I've got a son, my firstborn son. They were like expecting a boy child so that he can have a sibling. <laughs> then suddenly I gave birth to a girl and I had to go back home and share with them. I've got a baby girl and she looks different. Mm. So it was stressing because I remember my husband was so stressed, you know, even though he didn't say it, but you could see that he could tell me, please don't take the baby out of the house, you know. Because I remember when I was going through the antenatal clinics, you know, people can look, people will be staring, you know, looking at you differently. So yeah. I normally tell people I talk a lot. <laughs> as soon as they're looking at me, I'll be sharing with you regarding their diagnosis. So it was so stressing because you find a lot of people in our communities, they'll be... You know, saying some mean things, they'll be saying it's witchcraft, you know, maybe something you ate mm, or yes, maybe you yes, were drinking during yeah. the pregnancy or smoking. So it's a lot of stress, you know, but luckily I was introduced to the Project of Smile Foundation, which is called Cliff Friends. So it's a support groups for moms. Oh. We are having all the WhatsApp group in all the provinces. So remember Smile Foundation, they're assisting you to get a surgery. Cliff Friends, we are saying to you, we are not alone. So it did help a lot because, you know, from my side, I always say I'm lucky because this was the fourth child. What about a parent? That's the first baby she's having. Then mm, she looks yes, different. Yes. Then 
for us as um, the coordinator, when they are coming to the hospital for the first time, that's when they are getting a little bit relaxed because seeing other children, you know, mm. the same uh, children with the same diagnosis. So it's quiet, you know, long and it's not an easy journey, but it's worth it. Yeah, it is worth yeah. it, yeah. So how's, how's your daughter now? How's, how's she dealing with everything that's happening to her? You know, at first, while she was around about, let's say, up until six years old, I couldn't feel it, but now I can feel it because she's in a bigger school now, you know, in a primary, whereby other kids will be teasing her. So now I think it's part of the bullying. That's when I'm feeling it now because she'll come back home telling, you know, kids, especially when she comes back, you know, when doing her surgery. I remember she had a lip reconstruction last year in July in Charlotte McClague. So they did the lip repair when she was four months. Then they had to do the lip again, you know, when she was, uh, I think, eight years, last eight years. So remember, the scars now are coming out. It's the new fresh scars. Then obviously the mouth will be different. That's when she'll be getting teased. So there's a lot of things happening during the whole diagnosis because she's got glasses on. So <laughs> the part of the glasses as well, the teaser regarding the glasses, the mouth is different, you know. Mm. So it's a lot, it's a lot. But as we are getting trained, you know, via the friends and the psychologists, there's one thing we can't do. I can't boost her self-confidence. She has to do it by herself, you know. So the only thing I can do as a mom to tell her that she is beautiful. She is a princess and I love her. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the foundation, moving from a patient to now working with the foundation? How did you make that switch? Okay, Princess became an ambassador for Smile Foundation when she was like four months. Mm-hmm. I've signed a consent because you have been asked if you want to share your story, you know, so that other parents mm-hmm. can see. So I felt it was important for me to do it, you know, to show the moms outside there that there is hope. Mm. If I did it, they can also do it. So I started to volunteer with a Clear friends, you know, I used to go to the different smile weeks, you know, in all over Gauteng with the coordinator for Smile Foundation. Then it happened that one of the coordinators was on leave. I had to fill up, you yeah, know, for the yeah. smile week in Nelson Mandela. It was such a big task because remember, <laughs> I am going with her just to do like uh, clear friends, you know, supporting mom, filling in the form. So I had to do the smile week during that year in 2019, whereby I have to be involved in everything, in planning, you know, coordinating, meeting the doctors, the surgeons. Mm-hmm. So, but I've learned a lot, you know, I have learned a lot. I always tell my kids, I feel like I'm a doctor, those big kids. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure it also helped you on your journey because you're also it still did. going through this. It did, because, you know, most of the parents, I say I, I am their hero. They see me as the strongest woman. What they don't know, I am strong because of them. The more I'm interacting with them, you know, that's yeah. when I'm becoming strong. Because also, I used to have my breakdowns whenever I'm at home alone. That's when I'll be crying, you know. Because it's not easy, you know, your child going to theater because you will go inside the theater, then you'll see it, then they'll say, kiss her goodbye. Then she's yeah. there sleeping. Princess used to tell people, whenever I'm going for surgery, they are killing me. 
Then they do the sutra, then after that we keep me up. <laughs> so now as she's growing, she knows that there's no killing and waking yeah. up. So it's such a big journey, you know. It's not easy. I like the fact that the foundation offers counseling and a mm. form of support, you know. Because surgery on its own is mm. it's traumatic. So now I can imagine these tiny humans who don't know what's happening... Their parents are probably freaking out and, you know, there's support for them. Mm. I like that. Kim, can I put you on the spot? Absolutely. You've been doing this for 23 years. No, I actually haven't. Oh, really? No. So I was in theater for the very first surgery and then I went into work for a medical company. Mm -hmm. So I've been a volunteer for Smile and my daughter was a volunteer for Smile as she was growing up. So we were very involved with Smile. I stayed involved with Smile, helped them with fundraising and that kind of thing. But I've only been running Smile for two years now. So is I there, took over two years ago. Is there a, a story that stands out for you? A heartwarming story from one of the patients that you... You know what? Met? I would say every single story that I see is heartwarming. Every time I go to a hospital, my daughter, I send her pictures with me with the babies and she's like... Mom, I know one day you're going to be bringing these children home because I fall in love with every one of these children. But I think the most heartwarming for me is when you've you've taken this baby away from this mom. And remember, these kids are three months old mm -hmm. and you're very protective of your three-month-old baby. And they've gone into surgery and um, we've had a psychologist sit with the mom while the baby's in surgery. And the, the baby then comes out of surgery and the psychologist and one of our coordinators will then go with the mom while the baby is still in recovery oh. and they will give the baby to the mom. And I think the mom's face, um, I have some pictures on my iPad that was confiscated from me, but I'll show you just now. Um, the mom's face in those pictures is just what, what makes my heart glad. Yeah. So it's not one specific child. It's every single child that we can help. And and children like Princess, the stories that Sylvia has come back to us with, that is part of the reason why we are working on a big education program. We're going into the schools. We're educating them on burns because we're also very involved with burns. Okay. So we're educating them on burns awareness. And we're educating the, the children on being perfectly different. Because in South Africa, we are all very different. Mm. And just because somebody wears glasses doesn't mm -hmm. mean they're wrong. Mm. So if you look at Sylvia and I, she doesn't wear glasses, I wear glasses. Does that mean I'm wrong or is mm. Sylvia wrong? Yeah. Either of us are wrong. And that's something we want to get across to all the children out there. Because you look different, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Mm. It just means you're different. Looking ahead, what other projects is the foundation working on? So we're going forward now big time into education. Um, we're educating the maternity nurses on how to recognize a child with a cleft lip, mm -hmm. a cleft palate, and how to feed them. Because a lot of these children that we're getting in at three months, they're battling to feed. Because mm -hmm. without a palate, you can't suck. So they can't suck on the breast and they can't suck on a bottle. So the moms have to feed these tiny babies with a cup. And we're going to teach them how to do that. And so teaching the nurses so they can teach the moms. So going forward, education is a big thing. We're also rolling out some skills labs in the different areas for the doctors to learn to practice how to do a cleft lip and palate because it takes 23 attempts to actually do a proper cleft lip and palate. Mm -hmm. So the, the doctors are learning, but we don't want them specifically to learn on our children. So we're now putting together a skills lab where they have models 
And that model is like a doll's head and it's got a cleft palate. And they will then stitch on this model and they will learn that way. So education is is our big drive at the moment. And of course, getting the the message out there that there is hope. There is Mm. somebody who can help you. If you have a child who looks different, we will be the ones who will actually be able to look after you. In closing, and I'm asking this mainly for myself, how does one become a volunteer? We have a volunteer portal on our website, okay. so the www.smilefoundationsa.org. So if you go onto our website, there is a volunteer portal, mm. and you can then go and volunteer as part of Smile. Mm. So one of our staff will contact you, and they will ask you some questions. You have to go through a bit of a screening process um, because we are careful because we are working with children mm, yes, and yes, children who yes. are different. And you go through the screening process and become a volunteer and then volunteer to come and help children in the hospitals when they want somebody to read to or color with, or, you know, having a look at what happens in in theater, Mm. coming with us and seeing what Mm. we actually do. And then also volunteering to, um, to come and help other people mm. um, that, that look different, other people with burns. So our burns support arm is called You Matter, and the Cleft, cleft, uh, cleft Friends cleft is the arm. Cleft Support Arm. And that is predominantly run by parents and volunteers. Mm. Wow, I think I'm going to check it out. Mm. Please do. No, I'm sold. And come and do our spinathon <laughs> with us Please. later in the year. No, I don't do manual, I don't do manual labor. Oh, yeah, exercise oh. is manually. I don't. I don't do. Well, that. you know what? You can be the spokesperson. You know that I can do. There you go. Yes. There you go. No, there's there's other things for <laughs> you to me do. Up. No, no, we'll never turn you away. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here with us. Um, I've learned a lot. I think maybe, and I'm a little inspired, which is why I'm even thinking of volunteering. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Keep doing the good work thank and you. keep putting smiles on <clears throat> tiny humans' faces. Yeah, so for us, smile is twofold, um, having meetings like this. And I must thank you guys for, for having mm. us and, and mm. arranging this because yeah. the more we can get the word out there that mm. parents are not alone, mm-hmm. that they're not yeah. suffering on their own, that we can actually help them, the more we can, we can get people mm. sorted out a lot earlier. And the more people who feel the urge to donate, please feel free to do that. Even oh, if it's wow. something really small, every bit helps. Wow, that's it from us. Thank you for tuning into Just Skin Deep. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable insights into plastic and reconstructive surgery. If you're hungry for more exciting lifestyle, sport and news content, visit snl24.com. There you'll find a treasure trove of articles, podcasts and videos. Find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at SNL24SA. We'd love to connect with you and continue the conversation outside of the podcast.